You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Many things that are worrisome and we're watching take place in the Biden administration already. I'll go through a little list that I have here in a nutshell. Our Second Amendment is disintegrating before our eyes. Joe Biden wants to remove local police. He wants to get rid of conventional nuclear and conventional weaponry. He's arming Syria and Russia. There's an ideological test now for all military to be Democrat. He's exploding the national debt exponentially, sowing racial division, empowering a central central federal government. And to top this all off, there's a media campaign to paint any Trump supporter or any MAGA supporter as an extremist and a threat to our national security. Well, that's a lot what to do you talk think? about. <laughs> I was just going to say, what do you think about that, Linda? Yeah, there's, there's so much in there. And unfortunately, and sadly, it's all true. So let's, let's start with the first one that you mentioned, Ava, which was our Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. This is the one that probably worries me the most. Um, and it's because there's already been some legislation put forward um, in Congress. And this legislation will um, be a bill that will include a $200 yearly tax for every semi-automatic firearm you own and a $200 per box tax on ammunition. Uh, The bill will also include uh, gun manufacturers to be held liable in civil court for any crime committed with a firearm they manufactured. And of course, that will force manufacturers to purchase extremely expensive insurance, which will result in skyrocketing prices for consumers. But most insidious of all, it will require the national database of who owns firearms and how many and what kind, and if the owner has been evaluated by a psychologist. Oh my. So yeah, this is, uh, this is getting a little bit scary here. Well, before I address that, I, I want to say that I know that it's only, what, 21 months to the next election, and we really already need to be engaged for issues like this. Because I, my, the first thought I'm thinking, and, and by the way, my husband and I own a firearm school. We teach civilians to shoot firearms in a safe way, to handle firearms in a safe way. And what they're going to do with what you just said, if they're going to charge you for per box of ammo, who's going to come in and count the ammo? Are they going to be able to come into my home and go into my safe and tell my charge me per box of ammo? I mean, how are they going to assess these charges? So it's, that's really, we're, this is like a police state. Yes, well, exactly. Like any law, you guys, um, and I guess I could kind of speak to that, until you violate it, until you're caught, can they challenge it? I mean, I don't think they can crash down our doors and count our bullets. But uh, if you're caught with something, then you're in violation of federal code. Well, and that's not a good thing. So 
in 21 months, we can turn these laws around if we vote properly this time and if we can get away from any federal election fraud this time. But I mean, that's really scary because our right to bear arms is one of the, the basic tenets of our constitution and our country. And they continue to chisel away at our rights in that. And this is, this is one more, I hadn't heard those last couple of things that you talked about Ava, and that's pretty scary. Yeah, well, basically what will happen with that scenario is gun ownership will be limited to those with with wealth and the means to pay all those taxes and obtain a psychiatric clearance. And those who can't pay those fees and taxes will be required to relinquish their firearms to the government. So essentially, this is disarming the populace of America. That's pretty much what what's happening with this whole scheme that they're, you know, they're trying to push this through right now. Now, there are laws like in Texas on the books about mental um, competency in order to the laws to apply where you have a right to have it. And if you've been designated not mentally competent at any point of time, then you are not legally in possession. So we already have, I'm not defending it because I don't want anything. It could be created more harshly what they're about to do. But they have that where you cannot, if you're designated, like sell a gun to someone that has been in a a mental health hospital or whatever. And if you possess it and it's discovered that you fit that boat, then you're illegally in possession of a firearm. So, you know, even though we are Texas and we are gun, pro-gun, we do have that protection there for safety reasons. Obviously, we don't want people walking in schools and shooting up people and things like that. So everybody doesn't have to have a psychological exam. They have to, uh, in some states, they have to prove competency with handling the firearm. In other states like Texas, you know, you can go buy a firearm if you choose to. But you have to prove they're not competent to give it to them. Or if you're in possession and it's discovered because of some event, then you, um, if they find out that you're not competent, then, you know, the, there will be the challenge against you. Yeah, and this disables us from being able to protect ourselves. And it, yeah. it, the, this is the biggest problem because do you not think that the bad guys are still going to have guns? Of course they are. So we're going to well, have no way to protect ourselves. Who's going to protect us? This brings me to the next thing that I'm very concerned about is creating a, a much smaller local police force. There's less and less money now in, in many of many communities for policing. So if you take if you take our police away and you create a situation where we don't we can't defend ourselves, and here's the third thing that makes us a trifecta. You open our borders and you let out of prison people who have committed violent acts. And now, you're, now you understand why there's a fence around the White House and there's military there. Well, let me bring up Texas once again, because within the week, our governor did his yearly you know, speech, like the equivalent of the State of the Union, the State of the State or whatever they call it. And he made it very clear 
we will not be disarming our police. We are a law-abiding state with laws, and it will be enforced. Now, you can't say that for California, and you can't say that maybe for other states. I won't pick on any one state, but <laughs> there's a lot of them, including maybe New York and other states that are getting very liberal um, and are, you know, Oregon. I mean, we can keep going. But um, in this state, that's not going to happen. And I don't know how they can force the budget other than whatever money they're giving, they don't give to our state for that purpose. But uh, I think our governor here has made it very clear. We are not disarming. We're not going to downsize, but we can't stop the rest of the states. And we are a, a one country, the right to travel, the right to live wherever we want. And that's going to have a big factor of what's going on. So I would say that invest in real estate in Texas because your property value just may go up because of, of supply and demand. But um you know, I don't know how they're going to enforce it, but what they're trying to do is defund the police, make them not as strong, and they're trying to do the same with the military. They're going to take that back away and do everything Trump did on rebuilding our military, get us weak against other countries, and we're going to not be the number one stronghold in the world, and and that's sad. Yeah, and you know one thing that I'm sort of projecting a little bit into the future here, but, and people have talked about this, a new civil war in America. And there are many, many states that are actually similar to Texas, probably not as good because Texas is a republic within a republic, which is a very unique situation. Um, but there are many other states, you know, Montana, the Dakotas, um, all of mostly all of middle America that are, I call them red states. Okay. Most of those have pretty conservative values and they are pro police and they're pro military and they're pro content of character and everybody getting along. So we have now become almost two countries divided here. Um, you know, we have the leftist agenda, which I just, laid out for you pretty much. And we have, you know, the MAGA movement, which is make America great again, going back to basic American principles. And I can almost envision Texas leaving, you know, leaving America, you know, the United States of America and becoming its own republic and functioning separately. I wonder what you guys think of that. Well, they can function separately. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think that I think it's going to be bigger than that, though. I think that the flyover states are pretty much red states. I, I can really see us getting into some sort of a version of a civil war. I don't know that it's going to be a big violent civil war like the civil war was. But I actually believe that we're already kind of in that because the people on the left coast and the right coast they think one way and, and in a lot of the big cities, even in Texas, in a lot of the big cities, we have people moving in from, you know, California and other states that are liberal and they're bringing their politics with them, but they're generally going into the bigger cities. So there, there's going to be a pushback here because I absolutely believe that the majority of the people in the country 
are more conservative than not, more reasonable than not, and that we are going with the version of lunacy that is coming from the left right now in, in our White House, which as fast as they can, they're removing our rights just as fast as they can. And Ava, you brought up one thing that I want to talk about real quick is, you know, the, the immigration and with the immigration flooding again, Biden has just reopened the borders to catch and release. And there's no COVID testing. There's no criminal, you know, are they criminals? Are they rapists? Are they child traffickers? Are they drug traffickers? There's none of that. It's just, you make it over the border. You know, you get released into our society and only about 2% of those people come back and actually go to court like they're supposed to. So the rest of them are just in the wind and they're all over our country. And if people think that this just affects states like Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California, they're wrong because these people go to all ends of the country and do the things that they're doing. This is so, so dangerous. They, the figures on the border already are atrocious. You, you can look up that it's like 75% increase in just the first couple of weeks of the Biden administration of children, unaccompanied children coming up over the border. So, I mean, this, what they are doing is so harmful to America. I, I'm just, I, I'm just really sad for us. Now, the thing that frightens me the most is I don't think we will have authentic elections ever again in this country. I know I'm, I'm probably sounding very, very dim here on my views, but um, with what we just went through in 2020, I, I don't think so. I don't think we will. I think actually, you want to hear what I think? It's crazy. I think our voting will be done online in the future. And I think we'll have a Zoom Congress. We're not going to ha even have a Congress that sits in Washington, D.C. There you have it. Well, I'm afraid that the, the good people that you mentioned, Linda, the Midwest and the good people throughout the rest of the states that do have good principles, that do raise their kids' rights, that are law-abiding, that want to work. Unfortunately, I think we're being too passive and I think we're going to let them take over. And until we had a leader, and the reason why they hated Trump was because he was obnoxious enough to be strong against them and stand up. And, and he dealt with us directly. He did his tweets and his, he went around the media and they hated that. They hated the fact that he took control and, and created a, a light at the end of the tunnel that we could have prosperity and have be the number one world uh, country in the world that we could have um, wealth and safety and, and, and just be a true leader. And uh, this is not what they're wanting to do. They, this is a takeover in my eyes. This is the Trojan horse that's continuing. The whole voter thing was part of it. Everything is well-planned. They have a plan of action and we're sitting there, unfortunately, you know, sucking our thumbs or whatever we're doing and we're doing nothing about it. Um, and I, I just appalled myself. I'm sickened um, as a veteran. I'm sickened because I am a patriot and I'm 
believe in America and I want to pass this country on to my children and their children in the same fashion and opportunities that I've had to give to them. And that's not going to happen right now if something's not done. And I just, I don't know if we could really have a civil war per se, like we did back then. It's just, it's so hard to imagine that with the amount of people we have and, and everything else. How do you, how do you get around doing that? But uh, if it was going to happen, it should have happened at the takeover. Um, like, like there was predictions that maybe something would happen when they, when Biden took over, you know, but nothing did. And can we wait two years? I don't know. Oh, there's going to be we'll, a lot of changes in two years for sure. Well, and to undo it is what I mean. Can we wait till we get, and then what happened to Georgia? Why weren't they out there voting when they all knew how important it was and, why didn't they, you know, keep at least one of them and to prevent this from happening and, and to, to allow the checks and balances? Um, it's going to get worse. All the things that we thought would happen is starting to happen is up in front of the, uh, you know, the Congress. And, and we don't have the power to stop a lot of this. And they're evaluating our Supreme Court. I heard that. That they're so it's not just the military as one of the things she listed. I'm sure we'll get to, but they also want to overhaul and look at and analyze um, and revamp our our Supreme Court. I hope they're happy with their decisions to not get involved in what was going on, because I, I just can't imagine that they're there as a constitutionist and uh, allowed us to get into this position. So, I don't know. I'm pretty angry myself, Linda. Fighting every day against the internet monopolies that are trying to stifle our right to free speech and freedom of assembly. Five years on the air and we will not be silenced. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty. I would like to introduce our host today. Today we have with us Kathy Lothorpe, who is a defense attorney out of Texas. 
and Ava Armstrong, a most pro prolific author who, Ava, where do you hail from? Well, I hail from the Northeast. I'm kind of in a tucked away, hidden place here. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds good. It sounds like a good place to be right now. And I'm mm -hmm. Linda Martinelli, um, business owner and the host of Talking While Married, along with my husband, Dr. Ron Martinelli, which is on America Out Loud every weeknight, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I want to get to another one of these horrible things that's happening that we've been discussing since President Biden became president, and that is the military. The military who was really so behind President Trump, and now we have this new uh, defense secretary, which, whose name is Lloyd Austin. He is now going to call a moratorium, a military-wide stand down to address extremism in our military. So worldwide, our military is to stand down and they're going to be interviewing each and every member of our military to see if they are white supremacists. Now it doesn't say that they're gonna see if they are Black Lives Matters members, but they're, if they're white supremacists, they're going to get their political persuasions and in my opinion, the goal seems to be to get anybody that's conservative or a Trump supporter out of the management ranks of the military. What do you think? Well, I'm, I'd be curious if this is the officers in charge versus like every single service member, because I would be offensive if I, you know, I was in the military, I was army. And if someone came up and asked, when you're in the military, you're trained to follow the orders of your commanders, period. And it has nothing to do with anything. The only decision makers will be the commanders. So I don't see this being, I don't know what they're saying in the articles, but I can't imagine this being looked upon at that lower level because they're just trained to follow orders or get, you know, repercussion. But the uh, officers, to see if they're in whose pocket, I can see them doing that to them, the commanders of the different branches and different units. Um, and I think that's appalling because that's their business and it has nothing to do with them following their orders and you know, following their command and their responsibilities. And there's always someone higher up above each person. There's only a few five-star generals that we have. So, you know, it, unless you're looking at them only, you know, it doesn't make any sense because military doesn't put their persuasion in. They don't put their political influences in. But this is what they're doing, and it is appalling, period. I don't they know they don't say that, though, Kathy. They say that they want command to take the necessary time to speak with the troops about the scope of this problem. So my impression... And Ava, I'd like you to weigh in, but my impression is that they are going to do it military-wide from top to bottom. Exactly. This is an ideological litmus test, okay? Yeah. This smacks of Nazi Germany. I'm telling you, you have no idea how horrific this is. My religion is my business. My ideological beliefs are my business. 
And if I sign up for the military, yes, I take an oath to follow my command. And that's it. I mean, it's nobody's business. And this is very, very unnerving to me. Being a history major and studying all these different things, it is frightening. This is the most frightening thing. Well, it's very frightening. And what this new defense secretary said, Mr. Austin, who's the first black leader of the defense department, he wants the service leaders to better grasp how pervasive the issue is within their formations and work with leaders to stamp it out. Now, what are they stamping out? Extremism. What is extremism? What is their definition of extremism? Because the only definition that I heard mentioned was white supremacy. This is just, I, I totally agree with you, Ava. This is like Nazi Germany. Our, they say that this came about because there was a few military members at the Capitol for the Capitol riots, so-called riots. But you don't take a whole worldwide organization like this unless you have some other motive behind agenda. it. Agenda. Yes, yes, they have an agenda. Their agenda is critical race theory, which is on its face racist. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is the agenda for everything, for military, for everything in this country. Critical race theory. And they will call me a white supremacist for not loving the critical race theory. Well, I think that I think that this administration is doing the same thing that the Obama administration did, which is forwarding racism instead of stamping it out. And I absolutely believe that President Trump was the least racist president in my lifetime. And he, he did things for all people. He didn't leave anybody out. He forwarded all cultures. This, this race baiting that we have going on in this country right now is, is I, I'm so tired of everything that you say is being called a racist. And now your social media is watched by somebody and everything that you say, they decide if you can actually say it. I mean, this is in, in several weeks of a new administration. Do you see how far we've gone? We, this is crazy. Well, they're creating problems where there isn't a problem because they're trying to conquer and divide. And if I go back to my military days, for the most part, there's going to be individuals no matter where you go, what culture, where it is. It doesn't matter. There's individuals. But as a military person, as a police department, whatever, you got to rely on your partners. You got to rely on, on the people that stand next to you, march with you. Um, or you are, I mean, you might need them one day to save your life. This racial tension to me does not exist. Well, I, t I totally agree. And I want to go back to that article about the military real quick. They are taking this entire action based on the January 6th attack on the Capitol by what they call a mob of supporters of former President Donald Trump. And Austin said that it was a wake-up call. Well, among those charged in participating are more than two dozen military veterans, not active military, but two dozen military veterans, one, one current service member. So 
you take this worldwide action on our military for one current service member at this event. I mean, this is just, I, we're talking major overkill here. Well, the Definitely. area is a very much high veteran area in that part of the world with Virginia being next door and Maryland and whatever. And so it would not be surprising uh, that people would be there um, that happen to be a veteran. But I mean, we just have a lot of veterans in our country. And like you said, I mean, they keep trying to say they're Trump supporters and yet majority of them didn't even vote for Trump. So they weren't even registered. I mean, they didn't vote. And, and so they're just, in my eyes, they were planted there. That's what I believe, but I don't know how everyone else feels about it. But, and then they're trying, and there was nothing that Trump did. And this is just a witch hunt. So, and it continues in order for their master plan of control, conquer and divide and control and disarm us. And they're disarming millions and millions of people in the United States by their, this plan that's going on. Well, I think there's a, there's a huge movement going on in our country between the Democrat party, big tech and social media and the censorship that's running rampant now through every aspect of our communication field. Um, and I'm terrified because as a, as a conservative and a person who loves this country, and I believe in content of character, I'm very old fashioned, um, they will see me as a, as a threat and they will mark me that way. And I'm seriously thinking of deleting my social media accounts and going underground, to be honest with you. Well, I don't think that it's a bad idea, Ava. I think that life is getting pretty crazy in this country. And, you know, a thought that continues to come to my mind is, is this really, really what people voted for? Is this really what those people wanted that voted for Joe Biden? Or did they just hate Trump so much that they voted for Biden? Because I don't think that people thought about what they were going to get in this administration and the changes that they are making so rapidly, you know, when the definition to Mr. Austin of an extremist is somebody that supports President Trump. That, that is Nazi Germany all over again. We can't go down this road and we're going down it so fast that it's very, very scary. I have to tell you that my husband posted a post on Facebook, a very benign post, nothing, nothing partisan. He simply said that somebody, well, I'll, I'll just say that somebody, Rush Limbaugh, had sent President Trump a letter after he was out of office thanking him for all the things that he did for our country. Facebook censored that post. And what they said was, there's no proof that Rush Limbaugh sent that letter. Are you kidding me? That's where we're going with censorship. There's no proof that he didn't send the letter. How are we looking at people censoring us that are 20 years old, that are far left? And these are the people that are looking at all of your posts and deciding whether you can say them or not. That, that is just the scariest thing to me. So Ava, when you say getting rid of social media, I, it, it's not a bad idea. And since they fired the 
the head of parlor now, they probably won't be back ever. So we don't have a conservative place to go. At least uh, we, we do have some, but we don't have something as big and as vast as these people that are just shutting us off every day. However, look at it in the reverse. What if that's their game plan to get us off of it? Mm-hmm. Because then we can't communicate with each other and stand fast together, stand stronger. We'll be weak and not know what's going on, not be informed because we don't have that ability. So remember when they were taking us off of social media, we, were, we hit 10, 15 people before they found us. Then they quickly hit 10, 15 people of their friends. And at least we got some communication out. We completely get off, then what are we going to do? Well, the thing, the only thing that makes me nervous about that is Google and, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter and, you know, all big tech. They are colluding together to give the government information on us, our movements, everything we do, what we purchase, where we are, who we're communicating with. None of this is private. So this is of great concern to me as well. And, uh, you know, if we don't have voting integrity in the next 21 months, then we might as well just sign, seal, and deliver this. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Well, Facebook was never private, but it was a freedom of expression. And, um, you know, we didn't, we knew we didn't have privacy rights because you don't know who's watching our, our post because friends of friends of friends might read it, you know, and it gets resent and whatever. So it's not considered private, but it is, you know, they see it as their company and they can control it and we're letting them and we don't have enough in our Congress to do anything about it. You know, bring back the old laws, make them more responsible themselves. So, uh, yeah, it's this is a big problem and we, we have to get more people back into office and I don't know what else we can do. We've got to do I think something. I think the Democrats are laughing right now because the First Amendment was so easy to take away. And if the, if the First Amendment was that easy to take away from us, the Second yeah. Amendment will be even easier. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the responsibilities that they're going to put on uh, the manufacturer, gun manufacturers, and making them liable, uh, it just seems so far reach to be able to do that. And that's, uh, boy, was that, again, another well thought out plan on the Democrats on how to get rid of guns, get rid of the manufacturer, then we don't have any guns. Uh, But the liability of an action, the only thing they could say is, did they sell it to a uh, law-abiding, someone without mental health? But how else do they connect that responsibilities of knowing what will happen after a product leaves. Um, I, I just can't even fathom that legally, how they can, you know, hold them to that. Well, you look at other countries like Mexico, who doesn't allow their people to own guns. There are guns all over the place in Mexico, and they're all used for bad purposes. And of course, that is the direction that we would be going in. I mean, this is just common sense, and they, they just don't have the right under the Constitution to take our weapons away and take our ability to defend ourselves away. I know that they want to do that because then they can tr- control people. But are they taking it away when they tax them? 
Legally, I mean, no. I mean, is it right? No, but I'm just, let's look at it legally. And um, liability, are they, and they put that liability on them. Like we put liability on our media and we've taken that liability away, which has now caused the problem. But could we put that liability on them? It's a deterrent. They hadn't completely went directly in the attack of saying no guns, no weapons. They're just making it harder and harder. Can they tax gasoline? Why can't they tax guns? You know, don't think I'm saying I'm pro this. I'm anti this. <laughs> but I mean, how smart was that to to create that as the next game plan? Well, you know, history repeats itself, doesn't it? And I'll just say two words here. Underground Railroad and speakeasies. Listen to the Ladies of Liberty sound off on iHeartRadio or our free apps on Apple, Android, or Alexa. Hail my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. AmericaOutloud.com is the voice of liberty and justice for all. Five years on the air and we will not be silenced. President Ronald Reagan once said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Thanks for listening. You can tune in to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at AmericaOutloud.com. Well, here's something scary to me. Right after January 6th at the, at the riot at the Capitol, Bank of America went through its own customers' financial and transaction records. These are private records of Americans who had committed no crime. People who had nothing to do with what happened at the Capitol. But at the request of federal investigators, Bank of America searched its databases looking for people who fit a specific profile. What was that profile? Number one, customers confirmed as transacting either through bank account, debit card, or credit card purchases in Washington, D.C. between January 5th and January 6th. Number two, purchases made for hotel, Airbnb, RSVPs in D.C., Virginia, Maryland after January 6th. Number three, any purchase of weapons or at a weapons-related merchant between January 7th and their upcoming suspected stay in D.C. area around Inauguration Day, and number four, airline-related purchases since January 6th. 
does that not scare the heck out of you that they that's, went into our private records? private, and that should have never been revealed without a subpoena. No. Those records are private, and unless there is a subpoena for a specific person's uh, proved by a judge, signed by a judge, that should never have happened. Well, now you know why the Democrats are interested in getting rid of all cash transactions. Yeah. And you will now understand, Europe has this already, that you can take your finger and touch your phone and all your transactions will be recorded and sent to a central place so that everybody knows everything you're doing. Um, cash is king for a reason. <laughs> well, and you know what? That's a great point. So Bank of America identified 211 customers who met those thresholds of interest. And they turned those results over to the FBI without even notifying the customers who were being spied on. They, federal investigators then interviewed at least one of these unsuspecting people. That person had done nothing wrong and was cleared. Can you imagine taking a trip? I have an RV. I've been to Washington, D.C., taking a trip, buying a T-shirt in a store that also might sell something relating to guns. I don't know what. Uh, and the FBI hauls you in for questioning and a terrorist conversation. I mean, how scary is that? Yeah. And why aren't, why aren't they investigating real terrorists like BLM and Antifa? Well, that's a very good question. It seems like they're investigating so-called white supremacists. They're investigating Trump supporters by the millions, as far as I can see, especially in our military. But they're not investigating those people like BLM and Antifa, who are the real domestic terrorists. For all of you Bank of America holders, please go pull your money out of the bank. Well, I, I, I would, were I a Bank of America holder, I would absolutely do that because that's just is wrong and it's scary. And I, I just feel that I have the right to have some privacy there in my banking relationship. Totally have privacy rights. That's your personal business. And that, like I said, that takes a subpoena to do it. I can't just go to a bank and say, give me this. I need to give them a subpoena. And unless they had that, I don't know if they did or did not. But if they didn't, I'm just telling you, that was an illegal uh, search of information, a violation of, your, of their constitutional rights. And I'm, again, telling every Bank of America, pull your money out and tell them the reason why you're doing it. I think that the, the people should band together for a class action lawsuit because the, even if they had a subpoena, this request is so broad as to... I mean, this is just ridiculously broad. So I, I think it violates people's rights anyway. And I, I, I do think that people need to stand up and say something. But guess what? There is no news media except for conservative news media that is even reporting that this happened. People don't even know. They, the people in bank, that are customers of Bank America don't know. It has to be an underground story. Yeah, exactly underground story and the conservative media could be telling people which half of our country is following that track 
and then whatever percentage of that that has a Bank America account. But they need to be told and people need to make others aware that they yeah. would be willing to violate their, pro- their privacy rights of their financials for the government. Well, I, I have read that this actually could be challenged in court. And even though banks have the responsibility to uh, be in compliance with the law and that they cooperate with federal authorities in certain investigations, the broadness of this probably makes it that it was an illegal search. So I, I just think that there has to be consequences. And I'm not sure that the consequences should just go to Bank of America. They should definitely go to the federal government as well, because we're, we're just back with what we did in the Obama administration in using the FBI to overreach their authority against private citizens. There's been no investigation into the FBI. So, you know, the FBI is running, you know, running a Democrat agenda. A hundred percent. And if it's okay, if I may share about uh, one of our newest Congresswomen, what she's done. Oh, please do. Um, And it ties in in the sense that I think there may be more than one agenda. I think there's individual agendas out there. I think there are people that are ignorant that are just feel like life is an entitlement. And then you go up into our government. What are they trying to achieve? But let me tell you what a brand new Michigan Congresswoman said probably appeared to be like a town hall meeting. Her name was Rashida. I'm going to beat this Talib. up. I'm sh- Talib. What? Talib? Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. I was going to spell it, but you did a good job. And in her t- little meeting to her town hall, I believe, these are some points she made. She said, education is one of the most important areas they have to address. Our final objective is not to become part of the system, but to create our own Islamic system for Muslims, but to look at all the other people sharing this country with us, we're sharing it with them, the newcomers, um, as potential Muslims, to try to bring them into the same style of thinking, to have them, to make America Muslim. This is our Congress, new Congresswoman. They're representing America, representing our Constitution. I was completely appalled by her comments and appalled by Michigan allowing someone to come in and represent us as a nation in this manner. Well, Kathy, not only is she not very new because she's been there two years and was reelected, which was shocking right. to me, but that that she's part of the the squad. And so you have Ilhan Omar, who's her buddy, who has the same philosophy. And you have um, Alyssa, who's the other one, Ava? Ilhan Omar. Yeah, and Alyssa. Uh, Presley. Presley, right. And now there's a couple of men also. And Mm -hmm. they've all banded together with the same exact philosophy you're talking about, Kathy. So they are in our Congress. And they are talking really about changing America completely. Their goal is not to work within our system. Their goal is to change our system. And the founders wrote prolifically about this. They had great arguments and debates about this much liberty 
And should we have this much liberty in America only if the liberty remained in the hands of the people? And you can see now that it hasn't. Right. And I don't know, people just need to do a wake up call because they seem to think it's already their country and we need to follow them. And, and, and you know, I'm not prejudiced or, but I am, like I said, a patriot for America. I served my country. Um, I've been in military. I've been in um, police departments. I'm a lawyer. I've taken oaths like three times at least in my life where I swore to protect the constitution. And I'm just like appalled that people think they come in here and just change it instead of if, if we were so great and you wanted to be here, why aren't you joining our ways? We always recognize cultures and, you know, we have St. Patty's day and we have uh, single day Mayo and, and we believe in culture and the food and we love that sharing but we're still Americans. And I, this just appalled me that this was no to America and you're going to, we need you to come to our way. And well, there, again, are, there are certain, there are certain ideologies that believe that it's appropriate to use trickery and lies to get what's needed to get the power that's needed. Um, I'm not going to speak of any particular ideology. I think you know which one I'm talking about. But there's a great number of those folks here, and they're doing exactly what they believe in. So you have to understand their agenda is vastly different than what the United States agenda was when we were created. And if you point it out, then you're going to be called a racist. Exactly. And that, that is the way that they quiet us and they silence us because nobody wants to be called a racist and then everybody points at you as though you have that red letter on your forehead and you know you you, you just are then discounted and censored and that's what's happening if you look at history and you look at i don't know who's been to europe lately but i have wow. and you take countries that when i first started going to europe were individual countries. They were unique. Each one in, it, in itself was unique. So you had Switzerland and Sweden and England and France, and they had their own cultures and their own languages. And it, it was a, just a beautiful thing to travel through Europe. Mm -hmm. then, then they made the European Union mm -hmm. and everybody could travel between countries freely. And now those cultures are for the most part gone. They're just gone. They are inundated with people from different countries, many Muslim countries, many, many Middle Eastern countries. And they have taken over, they have not assimilated. They have taken over sections of those countries for themselves. And basically the police can't even go in those sections. And is that what we want here? You it's already look, happening here. It, it is happens already right happening now. here. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we, we've got to look at these things. And I am so frustrated with Americans putting blinders on and not seeing what's happening. And are they going to wake up one day and say, oh, where did this come from? Come on. Did you vote for this? Did you really vote for what's happening right now? Look at the news, read it. Don't look at CNN, look at 
what's really, really happening in this country with all of the things that we're talking about to our freedoms, to our peace, to our personal wealth. Look at all of these things happening. You know, I, I'm sure that you've both noticed that the price of gas has gone up like crazy just since President Biden has been president. The, the, the price of a barrel of oil was at $57 on this day that we're talking. That, that is way higher than it's been. So it's going up and up and up. Your personal wealth is being taken out of your pocket. Jobs are being lost. Look at the pipeline. Look at the energy sector. There are so many things that are happening that are terrifying to us. And as women, they're terrifying to me for my family, for my business, for my children, for my grandchildren. We need to put the brakes on this. And with this... Um, administration having, you know, basically Kamala Harris being the, the last vote there, the tiebreaker, we are in big trouble. We have got to recover the House and Senate in 2022. It's just critical to the future. And what about, what about what Mitt Romney wants to do? He wants oh. to give money to everybody that has children. Yeah. Mitt Romney has... Because has a problem. Yeah. To, to he wants to encourage that families will come together and give them $350 per child. Is that right? <laughs> Is that what I hear? I think it's and like 1200 a month or something, but yeah. I saw it on Facebook at 350 but you know, per child. Yes. And, you know, and so if you're married, you get it. You're going to be a family union. I don't know. My prediction with Mitt Romney, I'm so terribly disappointed in him. I, I, I actually think I think he's him. he's losing it. But it, my prediction is that he is going to change his status from a Republican to Democrat, and and keep the um, you know just make it so that we have that one more Democrat in the Senate. That's what I think he's going to do. do and really if he doesn't do that, Utah he's going to continue to vote, vote with them anyway. I just can't believe Utah being a very strict Mormon community, you know, Christian values, family values. I just can't see how they're supporting him. They're not supporting him. They're very angry with him. And I don't yeah. think he'll be reelected. But, but the, the bottom line is, the bottom line is, though, the Democrats want every person in this country dependent upon the federal government. Yes. Yes. And, and then where are we as, as a society? We're completely helpless. Puppet. That's what they want. That's what they want. They want to destroy this country. So what that's do not, we do? That's what do we racist. do, Ava? That's not racist. It's terrifying is what it is. It is. How do we fight it? I don't know the answer to that because I'm wrestling with it myself right now. I'm actually anticipating, you know, what my future will be like. And it doesn't look too rosy right now. Well, I'm, I'm thinking the same way. And I just think we have to get through these two years because we don't have a lot of choice about it at, not actually two years anymore. It's 21 months. We have to get through that. Well, it's actually probably closer to two years after they get actually put into office. But mm -hmm. 
we've got to not give up because I believe in the dream of America. I believe in the constitution. I believe in what our forefathers said and did and their intentions. And I believe in Ronald Reagan's vision of the city on the, what was it? The shining city on the hill or the city on the shining hills. One of those, but I, I believe in all that and it might not be trendy to, to believe in all that, but the alternative is horrible. The alternative is Seattle. The alternative is Portland. The alternative is Baltimore. The alternative is Venezuela. And I, I, I can't make my mind go there. So I am going to keep fighting for those values that I believe in. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind.